Jack's known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Whoa, we're back. We got a good show planned for the day. Um, the voiceover guy is supposed to be joining us. We're trying to raise him on the line as we speak right now behind the scenes. Uh, Aaron Cole's with us. Bethany's with us. And we're going to cover some news in the beginning of the show right here uh, for a good 10 15 minutes and then we're gonna get into the topics of the show which is essentially uh ancient advanced civilizations um tartaria antiquitech uh the world's fairs stargates operation planet x if you don't know what that is we'll talk about that a little bit you know, so um, we'll uh, we'll be talking about everything with the voiceover guy from Clubhouse. The links in the description. You can follow him over there on Clubhouse. I suggest it because this is an interesting uh, guy to follow. You know, we uh, talk about a variety of different subjects uh, when I'm on Clubhouse with him, and we're chatting back and forth. And it always makes for an interesting conversation. So we're going to be pulling him on here shortly. He's in the queue. He's ready to go. Uh, but we're going to cover some news real quick because we, we started pulling up articles for the show. And I noticed that th there was a lot of uh, just like bizarre stuff in the news right now. And the news cycle is just like um, fixated on, on certain pieces but you know there's some tidbits that need to be talked about like the fact that a quarter of all americans are open to taking up arms against the government this is according to a poll the survey of a thousand registered u.s voters also reveals that most americans agree government is corrupt and rigged so what does this mean well, I started thinking about it. I mean, if you read into this article, it's basically uh, the way it's written. They're saying that more than a quarter of the U.S. residents feel estranged from their government. They feel that it might be, quote, soon be necessary to take up arms, end quote, and uh, this is all according to the survey. But what does this tell us? It tells us that they're moving closer toward that divide that could cause a civil war. That's exactly why they're running this Roe versus Wade. The current issue that, that the Supreme Court's dealing with, that they're running on all the news cycles, all of that. That's a wedge issue. That, that's to cause divide. That's like a 50-50 divide. It's going to break up the country, cause division. They are looking for anything and everything they can 
to cause that division in the country. And if you think about it, they're a lot closer to doing it. Now listen to this. It says the data suggests that extreme polarization in U.S. politics and its impact on Americans' relationships with each other remain strong. These statistics come as a congressional committee is holding public hearings on the January 6th insurrection. And then it talks about the insurrection a little, but it basically says that this survey indicates that uh, there's a lot of distrust in government. And it says while 56% of participants say they generally trust elections to be uh, conducted f fairly and counted accurately, um, the, a lot of people are split on this point. And it says nearly 80% of Democrats voiced overall trust in elections but that number has dipped to 51% among independents and a mere 33% of Republicans. So not that many people are trusting in the elective uh, process, the electoral process and all that. And I think they're just pushing us further toward this civil war. Now we were talking about the potential, this was raised on the show a couple times, um, during season two and we talked about how you know are they are they um pushing these mass shootings and pushing the uh, gun control issues like having like when they had obama come out and they they all said oh we're gonna take your guns you know now they have biden coming out and they're running all these mass shootings and they're they're basically coming after the guns but but at the same time, gun sales are like at an all-time high. You can't even find ammunition. Uh, people are buying this stuff up. So we t we uh, tossed around the idea on the show that, um, it, you know, is it possible that they're doing this on purpose, possibly so that Americans take up arms so that we can defend ourselves against an invading country? But now I'm starting to think, the reason they're doing this is so that Americans will all fight each other in a civil war and kill each other. That's my current thoughts on that. What do you think, Aaron? What do you think, Bethany? I'll jump in real quick. Uh, something else that really makes people upset besides the elections and stuff like that is when we see these politicians like Nancy Pelosi get stupid, crazy rich off of the stock market. And there was a, a Twitter account that was following her trades and stuff like that. And then they canceled the, uh, got rid of that Twitter account. So people see politicians making money. We know they're getting put in by these phony means, but it does tie back into, like you were saying with the, are they trying to arm us so we can kill each other? That would fit into the depopulation agenda very well. So that is also on the table. I agree. I agree with everything Aaron just said 100%, and I think that makes sense. Um, the whole thing with the depopulation, I mean, we're seeing this, I think the Roe versus Wade, everything they do is multifaceted. We know this, um, multidimensional, for lack of better words. But I mean, we're seeing even with the Roe versus Wade, like I had mentioned before, before we went on air to you guys, that, um, you know, from what I understand, uh, vasectomies are already up because this is going to affect no matter which 
you know, side of the spectrum you stand on. This is going to affect men and women alike. So there you go. There's more depopulation. You know, I mean, is it really going to save babies or is it going to cause more rift in human relations between men and women, especially when you have these sex bots that they've created, you know, sex with no consequences. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic to look at all of these things and see how they're all working in unison. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been planning it for years. Well, um, I was looking at some more news and it says that U.S. newspapers are continuing to die at the rate of two each week. And, you know, although there's a lot of news, uh, there's a lot of newspapers just dwindling. I guess people aren't really willing to pick up the uh, paper anymore when they have smartphones and stuff, which I don't know. I mean, it's probably a push to censor information, obviously. Um, and that way information's more controlled and more editable in an electronic uh, manner because if they have newspapers out obviously there's like microfiche type records of things but they can just go in and make quick edits like on cnn and stuff i noticed they've been disappearing a lot of articles lately so i don't i mean i guess that's uh, the whole new uh, trend is disappear the newspapers uh nasa came out they were talking about how they're having this asteroid preparedness conference and all this stuff and how they were doing one of those AMAs and you can ask them questions. But, uh, I was thinking like, uh, you know, they were bragging about their near earth object, um, tracker on Twitter. And I tweeted them and I kind of like, let them know, uh, look, uh, they missed the one that hit Nigeria and it, it, it hit Nigeria on April 16th, 2020. And they tried to come out. This was in a Curie. And they, they tried to come out and say this was in a truck packed full of explosives and all this. But later they admitted, just like I said, it was a meteor impact. They missed this thing and it hit or they didn't want to admit to the public that it was going to hit and they knew about it. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, rationing, fuel, all these costs um, are going sky high, I guess. Um, People are preparing for the apocalypse, especially in Europe. Um, and we're seeing gas prices at a high. Meanwhile, the U.S. has all these fuel reserves. It's crazy. I mean, we ought to bring voiceover on because he's from he's down there in Texas. And uh, we could even talk a little fuel talk. I think I'm going to bring him on. We have a very special guest, voiceover guy from Clubhouse. Voiceover guy is a good friend. We uh, go back and forth on Clubhouse. What's up, my man? He's a veteran. Uh, how are you doing? I'm not fucking leaving. I'm doing pretty good, man. <laughs> doing pretty good enough. Stay from AM850. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, what, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Because, you know, you, you work in the... Uh, um, the uh, entertainment industry and you also uh, were in the military why don't you give them a whole rundown so they know like when we start talking about Tartaria and Stargates and all this stuff they kind of get a feel for like what you've done and, and who you are right on uh, well I served the Marine Corps from 2000 to 2005 one tour in Iraq in 2003 the initial the first invasion and uh, after after the after the after um, Finding out why we were really there made me change my entire 
viewpoint on it, a lot of things, man. So, like, I, I've been doing, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've been a DJ for a long time, worked in radio for a number of years, and, and still do, actually. We got this, uh, we got licensed for an AM station, kind of cool, and uh, a full power AM station. So, it's going to be fun. And um, I'm in constant production. I do a lot do a lot of stuff, lights and sound and, and rigging and stuff like that. You're breaking up a little bit voiceover. So if there's anything you can do to make your connection better, that'd be good. But uh, yeah, so you uh, rig these concerts up with the lighting and sound and all that. That's um, crazy. You were you were down uh, near that Astro World thing. Is there any insight on that was, uh, that you yeah, can tell us? Uh, yeah, I was on I was on the cleanup. Um, we were it had been sitting dormant for about. I don't know, five weeks untouched for about five weeks. And, um, by the time we got to it, it was, it was, there was way more clothes that were scattered about than, than like, you know, just a few, few people that said they were, they had died or whatever. It was way more than eight, 10, 15 people. It's a lot. And, uh, so I'd, it was just, it was just a eerie sight there, you know, cause it, like I said, it sat dormant for five weeks. And so everything was really rusted and tough to break down. And it was just, it was like, everybody was on edge the whole for a couple of days because the, because of the, you know, the potential of the, you know, just aura. Right. And then, uh, when things started coming down really quickly, it's, uh, it, it just also, it felt pretty, it felt pretty good. So, uh, but it was very, very crazy. One of, one of our, found a pair of brand new, like in the box, uh, Air Jordan number ones, but they're the, the, uh, Travis Scott version. So it's got that reverse check on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. You found a pair of brand new ones in the box. These things were a lot. And, and it was really crazy because a couple of uh, some druids, they asked me if they were, if I would cut some grass out from them. Yeah, tell us that story. That like, what do you make of that? You, yeah. you told me about that one time. For people, that I know, just for people that I know, you know, just in the, in the world out there, they're they're interesting people, and and they were like, hey, we we have a request from some peeps. I was like, what what are they? What do you mean? There's some druid friends of ours. They do some stuff, and I, I go, all right, want some, they want some Kevin, they want some uh, Travis Scott grass. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, cut out a little shit, a little bit of the grass, and cut it, in, put it inside the shoebox. And bring it. Uh, and they'll give you, they'll give you five. That's crazy. Like, no. like they're going to do a seance with it or something. <laughs> like For, wild fact, stuff. Bethany, told me, Bethany who told me, she was, she was like, don't, don't do that because you sweat over that. And you're, that stuff goes in there with it. And it's, you're, you're locked down too. I was like, oh. Well, uh, you know, you, you, uh, served in the military. Now, um, you said you found out what was really going on over there. Uh, like take, take us into that. Like, so you, you went over there, you thought there was going to be conflict and stuff like, t can you describe more of what you're talking about? Sure. What it is is like, we all thought, well, not we all, most, most Americans thought that it was a weapons of mass destruction of whatnot. And it wasn't that it wasn't the case at all. Um, we were there for some, some otherworldly stuff because if if we got international news on a regular basis, then then a lot of these narratives would fall apart from from our leaders, right? Leaders. And so I call them bleeders. That's all they do is bleed people. And uh, the bleeders, they they I started laughing so it's hard now. So the bleeders, you know, they don't they don't want us to know about stuff. So when Saddam Hussein was yelling and chanting to America stuff at press conference he does. He also said that he said we're going to, you know, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, he's like, screw him. You know, we're going to go to the ziggurat of Ur and we're going to dig out King Nebuchadnezzar and turn on the Stargate. And the Stargate and, and Epic of Gilgamesh, and Nimrod, Nebuchadnezzar, notice three wise men going to the Stargate, the Ring of Fire, and come back with a guest. You know, no. Stern's trying to fire up this, the, the thing this, this, uh, on the 5th, right? Right, July 5th, right? 
Yeah. So anyway, so we were there because when he said that, that's when Donald, that's when Donald Rumsfeld wrote that book or whatever it's called, Known Unknowns or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it's because they know, but they don't know, but they kind of know. You know what I mean? Weird. It's, it's like, like whatever, a, comes, through, whatever yeah. comes through that Stargate. Destruction. Now, uh, what do you think? I mean, they had that the TV series Stargate SG One and all that, and the the movies or whatever. Um, you know, do you think that was just put there to like rub it in everyone's face or put it out there so people will say, "Yeah, right." You know, that's a movie. Um, it would subvert everything. It was trying to subvert everything and make it comedy. Right. Well, and and a lot of people don't know too. Um, during Operation Iraqi Freedom they had an operation that they ran called literally it was called it was dubbed operation planet x and it was a u.s army mechanized raid that they conducted on a village near al dwar and al dur uh, like 18 kilometers north of turkey um on may 15th 2003 and you, you know that's just bizarre that they named it operation planet x and i heard they went into like these museums and stuff and grabbed these um like sumerian artifacts and all that and and and, yeah. and what are they so what are they doing like disappearing uh history from over there in your opinion or or it's hoarding it from everybody they're trying to hide they're trying to hide our true history and everything from everybody you know the euphrates rivers is starting to become really low right you know what's gonna happen with that when, when the euphrates rivers dries up you know what happens right what well it's in the bible <laughs> one of the seals would be unlocked oh right you know what uh bethany wants to chime in on that i'm sure what because because these seal we we talked about this before in season one on the show how it looked like these uh we're getting to the point to where some of these seals are gonna start opening and all that yeah they were i think i think all the atmospheric weird noises that we were hearing a little while was like well, I think that was um, some some stuff positioning itself. Yeah, like those uh, trumpet sounds and whatnot. Drop the yeah, to drop the hammer. Uh, are you talking about those trumpet sounds, like on those videos and stuff that yeah, they hear? Absolutely. That's crazy. That's them getting. I'm getting positioned. Now, uh, I put on the description, we were going to talk about Tartaria too, and Antiquitech and all that, and the Star Forts, uh, you know, pretty much anything, uh, you know, we can talk about, um, a lot, a lot of people don't know about Tartaria. So like, how could we walk them through it? Um, I'm just going to give you the floor for a minute and can you walk people into Tartaria? Like, what is it for the average person that doesn't know? I can try. They've they've done such a wonderful job of covering up all the old world antiquity, but yet they've also left a few examples on your face because they have to. They have to uh, lie in plain sight, tell the truth. In, you know what I mean? To tell the truth in plain sight. So when you look at like the Biltmore thing and wh- how it was built and who it was built by, right, and, and the, who it was accredited to, that's when you start to un- un- unravel some of the stuff. Like, wait a minute, this guy, how's this possible? You know, like, and they also talk about. Dark Ages, where there was no advancement. You know, we only had a few guys that were advanced enough to paint this, paint that, do all the frescoes and all that weird stuff. But nobody else was able to do that. Right? Well, this doesn't add up. Add up. What's going on here? Well, it, they, oh, they switched this. To what about the buildings and stuff? I mean, like it, you know, uh, Tartaria was known for all these grand buildings. All these. Um, I mean, we're yeah. going to get into that, but I mean, they don't. They can't even build this stuff today, right? I mean, the, the, nah. what we build they today is garbage. 
St. Petersburg, yeah, we're garbage. St. Petersburg, Russia. And people like to try to refute and say, well, we're changing our architect style change. No, man. Look at St. Petersburg, Russia. That stuff is cool as hell. I'd like to have that shit built today, but we can't replicate it. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah, like, I mean, we're building with like drywall, uh, wood, you know, these tornadoes just tear things down. They, they used to build buildings that are still standing. Uh, they're part of the Tartarian <laughs> empire, you know, um, how, so how far did this Tartarian empire span? From Northern, from Northern Siberia, all the way into, all the way into, uh, probably into, yeah, all the way into Galveston, Texas. And through New Orleans and all that, right? Yeah, and it's well southern 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 United States into into Mexico, slightly into Mexico because it's not not much, but it was in Galveston for sure because there's a lot of gilded there's a lot of the gilded age mansions all throughout Galveston. So when 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 we talk about Tartaria on here, people are probably still kind of scratching their heads, like, what is this? Um, it's basically in a past civilization that ran right up until possibly, I mean, their buildings are still here. Um, the Freemasons yeah. took a lot of them over and, and claim they build them, right? If they were founded, most of our cities in America were founded, which means they, uh, which means they were, were found. They were left over by somebody, you know, the, the Masons, the free, like the Masons like twisted it up, you know, cause it's really just, it's really the Scottish right jurisdiction of the Masonic order. That's the true one, right? The, the Freemasons, that's the first crap because they're, they're just the people that found the Freemasonry that was left behind. You know? Right. You know, uh, uh, that makes sense because that's why they call themselves the Freemasons. <laughs> they got it for free. I mean, we had intellectuals at the time. How are you going to allow somebody to build a building with half the window in the dirt? Well, well, exactly. So, so how did they cover this up? Because it, it even gets into like the civil war and, uh, you know, I mean, they, like, what did they do? They were going around finding these cities and then, cause I, it looks to me like they went and burned them all down or something like they were dismantling uh, free, free energy devices, man, these cities for people that don't know what we're talking about, they had like power in these cities. They had uh, free energy generation, uh, monorails, all this shit. Uh, talk about some of that. We used to have monorails. We used to have cable car systems that were free because it's just it was it was easy to harness the energy because that 100, 130 feet you have one hundred twenty volts and all you have to do is harness that with a static motor and then once you get that static motor turning you, you got energy. There's there's free energy everywhere. I'm running hydrogen fuel cells on 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 the vehicles and stuff and and so there's 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 a way to get around it. These uh, they just they make you feel like. You got you by the you know proverbial testicles, but they don't, man. You have, to, you have to break free. You have to think outside the box. You know, there's Tartaria was amazing because that society was all about creation and, and making things better and, and, and stuff like that and driving forward with, with the human condition. And what we've done right now is subverted that, created the nuclear family, which is what it's called fission. That's that's what where you break shit down. The nuclear family is not really good because it was a forced option. You know what I mean? The banks created the whole desire for the nuclear family and we'll get to that another time but in tartaria we didn't have to worry about that you know i seen uh i seen like uh pictures from tartaria of um really World advanced Bears. well yeah that too and but really advanced like one wheel bicycles uh look like things that float okay. yeah all that mythology and wild legend stories and everything that just seems to be far-fetched or whatever to most people that's our real history 
and all this all this stuff that we know about today, a war of eighteen twelve and war of this and war of that and war of this. It's all his story. History, his story. The winners. His story. Now what do you think they did uh during the Civil War? Because uh there's no for some reason there's no photographs in the civil war and you told a story one no time where you were in the military and you no were telling power. your uh, sergeant or something about uh you know the painting and all that can you go through that well you know, what, what I, whatever happened what I, what I what i admit what i was saying was sorry what i was saying was that, that we had that we had a camera crew really close by when we were in a package stuff tree they had camera crews in, in Everywhere you can, all the Vietnam War, World War II, they correspondents showed up and were out there. And so, you know, we've had correspondents trying to be involved in the wars all, for a long time. And with the Civil War, we have no battle photos. We have battle paintings and battle relief photos, you know, or relief paintings or whatever the fuck they call relief you of your mental state. And, and what that means is like they're just, they're paintings. That's all they are, artist renderings. But we don't have, only photos we have are pre battle or post-battle, and them sitting there all regal-like with their legs crossed and their hands stuffed in their jacket because they got something to hide. So what would, be, what would that be like doing a battle a rendition of a painting during a battle? Um, I mean, that's pretty... Uh, like hard sit up there forever painting when you could just snap a photo, but then we don't have any. No battle photos. Not a one. They Terrible. break out their easel right in the middle of battle and start painting that shit. Just posted up a photo photographer on the top of the hill and just let it rip because those those uh, muskets were not that accurate from very far. That's why they're still lining up with each other. Let's talk about the you mud know, flood aspect uh, of this a little bit. Voice, uh, there's the uh, and for anyone who wants to follow voice the voiceover guy on Clubhouse, the, his links in the description. So go in there and follow him so you can hear him on Clubhouse. But uh, what? Um, what was I talking about? We we're going to talk about. I just lost my whole train of thought. The uh, oh yeah, the mud flood, like the the windows and the and the mud floods and the in the foundations and how do they know these floods happen and whatnot? Because there was empty cities too. I was trying to tell people this the other yeah. day. Look at the lay of the land, terrain. Like you go to Austin, Texas, man, and it's uh, it's right in your face because you're walking in on oh this the actual maps on the building say this is ground level. This is actually first floor, and this is ground level. And so it's like you go down or up and they made the third floor the first floor like he that one entrepreneur or whatever he was a mogul guy in russia decided to buy an entire city block and and dug down freaking four floors you know whole like a whole freaking four floors and it's everywhere it's all over the world that we live on everywhere like when Utah, you saw the streets of Tartarian, there's Tartarian buildings in houston like when you see those, those windows that are half buried in the ground and it looks like water can just pour in them, uh, they weren't designed like that. That wasn't designed like that. That is because mud, these things were flooded with mud and there's stories below that, at least one story in some cases, like up to like even 13 stories. Yeah. Two or three, four more sometimes, you know? So I, I went to Austin not that long ago for a, to go watch a UT game, and we were got there early, and we were gonna go hit a not Sixth Street, but just one of the streets around there, and go drink real quick, and uh, went ate dinner or lunch or whatever, drink a couple beers, went to this game room thing, in there drinking. They had like pool tables and just arcade shit, just being in there being stupid, and I like looked over, and of course we like walked the whole way down down downhill to get there. I went to go smoke, yeah. smoke outside and have to walk upstairs to get to the road. I'm like, why would you build anything like this? So 
Uh, it totally makes sense to me, voice. Yeah, that's just because of the lay of the lamp, partner. Look at and look at this, man. Look how tall that tower in Austin is. How did we do that with no steam? Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Like we had no steam in the eighteen hundred whenever that thing was built, fifteen, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. Like that's not even the right date, but but at the end of the day, like they built that huge tower and then look at the Capitol building in Austin, how how it looks just like Astana in Kazakhstan. Very very uh dome and you know, all that kind of stuff, you know? It looks too perfect Stanya's for us to modern. do it. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of state capitals like that too, right? Yeah, and the Grand What's Central that? Station, uh, state capitals, the White House, all that. State capitals, libraries, post offices, uh, Grand Central Station, of course. But a lot of them look like they were built for giants, more or less. Now, people are going to go in and they're going to say, well, it says right here in history that the White House was built on this date and here's who built it. But I went in and checked on all this stuff. And what you find is these architects and stuff, and they're saying these things were built real quick and just nothing's adding up. Uh, it looks like that's they that's were, they were pre-existing. Part, right? They in were, a, yeah. Shepherd, Shepherd, city of San Francisco burnt to the ground. And then what does like 5,200 men rebuilt the entire city. And there's a photo of it for bird's eye view. Then it's all like perfect. I'm like, come on, man, that doesn't make any sense. Do that. Those numbers don't make it make sense. You know? Like yeah. like a bunch of cowboys were able to build the Parthenon in, in, in Tennessee with no experience. Right. right and our canal systems and, and uh, yeah, all this stuff that we can't even build now. They just had street street people building this shit. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking folks. speaking of like building stuff real fast, what do you have any thoughts about the, the world fairs and stuff like that, voice? Yeah, dude. I mean why would you operate anything at a loss? Exactly. <laughs> like day yeah. one it was they got, why would you do it? Why would you continue? I see. Like I think the world's fairs. I think they were they were already built because they were like lavish, and I think they yeah, were they going were in and uh, tearing them down and and keeping all the the stuff and kind of like showcasing it before they cataloged it for the Smithsonian or something, you know. Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah. Notice how all the doorways are bigger uh, in Tartaria. There's there's books that exist that are like uh, ten feet, six feet. Tall books built for giants. We're, we're 40 meters tall. Wow. Yeah. Um, so look, 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 look at that tree. That got cut. Look at the tree that got cut down. Devil's Tower. Look at that. Look how big that tree is. That's another thing, too. You know, people were laughing that up. Uh, I used to say, you know, this Devil's Tower is probably an old tree, and some of these other things I was looking at. Uh, there's a if you look at a lot of topographical stuff on Google Earth, it's really fascinating. I mean, things look like tree limbs just fell and created mountains, and there's leaves, and uh, it's bizarre. I don't know if there was trees like like a hundred miles tall, fifty miles tall, twenty miles. You know, I don't know five miles tall, but who cut these things down? That's what I want to know because the cut is like pretty straight on some of those. They had a big saw, um, and there's no debris anywhere. Except for that, Devil's Tower's got a lot, got a lot of debris, but it's not the, it's not the same shit. So not the same stuff. Oh, weird. The, and it's like yeah, this so uh, hexagonal type uh, cellulose matter that that uh, it's made out of, so they can tell it's petrified wood. Yeah, you know what's funny about petrified wood is the explanation for petrified wood is that it, it's lava comes in and encases something and, la- and takes all the water out of it and then crystallizes because of the lava. Last I, I was told, see, that's what scientists are stupid. Last I was told, lava destroys all. It doesn't preserve anything. It just destroys everything. 
therefore the, the whole petrified wood thing is stupid they wanted to subvert and divert your mind from the fact that we were underwater for quite some time well nasa's handing out moon rocks that are petrified wood yeah and they and they said they're gonna we can't even get to moon how are we gonna go to mars you know that's that's another thing um a lot of people think we've been to the moon voiceover you have the opinion that we haven't been to the moon you want to talk about that a little bit and some some of nasa's uh propaganda yeah the father of modern rocketry right one of the part of the nazis paid for clip stuff right he came over here and on his tombstone the only thing on his tombstone besides his name and a picture of the Saturn V rocket is Psalm 19.1. For the heavens proclaim his glory, guys, his handiwork. What is he it? Knew. Psalms 19.1? Psalms 19.1. For the heavens proclaim his glory and the skies his handiwork. Which means he built something. Or built something. His handiwork. That's because he knew. That's why, that's why Apollo 8, if they started their, broad, their live broadcast, no delay. Interesting. There are no delay live broadcasts in the 60s. Fascinating. Uh, with the scripture, and they started with the scriptures getting, with like, I think one verse right before, and God created the firmament. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, they started talking about the creation and then went right into the firmament because they were skipping right across it. That's, that's as close as, you know what I'm saying? Apollo 8. Well, I. Since you guys are talking scripture a little bit, just to backtrack, um, I just pulled up Numbers 1333, and it talks about giants right there and there we saw the giants the son the sons of anak which come of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight so there you go i mean the bible confirms the sons this of, get this the sons of anak which is anunnaki yeah, yeah exactly or is it enoch did it say enoch or anak a-N-A-K. Oh, shit. That's a derivative of Anunnaki. So it literally <laughs> mentions Anunnaki in the Bible. For sure. It's just a, it appears a, so. That's interesting. Hey, hey, Shepard, can I give a little tribute to our friend Bethany because she's back and, and hopefully she's yeah. in good spirits and shit. Can I give a little tribute real fast? Sure, go ahead. Ain't too pretty in the face, but you super deep. How about taking a look at that? <laughs> take a look at it. But you oh, look at that. Look, there's a lot of things out there, man. You can't you can't just take the narrative like right off the muscle. You know, these people like these people just tell us anything and, and shoo us away like little children. You know, I go, I go to a building and I say, hey, man, I want to talk to the superintendent about this building because this building looks crazy. Why is it built this way? Who built it? Why is it burnt on the, on the side of the roof up there? Why is it burnt? It looks burnt. Why did y'all clean that? And he goes, who's asking? I was like, oh, you know, I'm J.D. Uh, uh, independent news, news journalist. And he goes, well, guess what? I said, what? He goes, don't worry about it. You know, get out. I said, wow. That's great. I'm going to open up the call lines uh, in okay. case in case anyone wants to call in. The call number is 205-843-7437. That's 205-843-SHEP. And the link's in the description. There's all, You can call in via URL or um, the phone number's in the description just in case you missed it. 
um, call in and if you've got any questions or comments for voiceover or you want to talk uh, antiquitech, ancient technologies. What about these airships? What do you call that stuff? Um, where there's like those... Yeah, that kind of stuff. But there's those old ones like they have in like that movie Wild Wild West looking. Um, I forget what you call that. But, uh, you know, it, it looks like this stuff uh, might have existed at one time or something. You know, do you think they were flying around in uh, airships in Tartaria? I gotta, I, I'll, t- I'll say this. And there's a building in downtown Houston called the Great Southwest Building. And at the very top of this of the the structure itself, but on front of the window, long tower attached, right attached tower, all the way at the top. There's actually what looks like double doors up top, huge double doors to look something in and out of. But what what are you doing up there? And then you walk up the building and you see a, a weird large metal contraption that looks like maybe that's where the tether was attached to, so they bring a zeppelin and deliver stuff there. Yeah, the you know, there's a lot of uh, weird shit. What about in the uh, Tartarian buildings where it looks like they have those like domed uh, things up near the top of all the buildings, like they collected energy or had some kind of like energy source up there? And there's like spires on all the buildings and all that on the roofs. Yeah, if you look at some of the buildings, they, they look like they have. Um, they look. Like, if you look at some of the buildings, if they don't vanilla sky, all the old photos is what they do. They've been vanilla sky, so they put vanilla coating on all the old pictures and so they were able to etch out like with that vanilla with that white they were able to cut all that extra little things poking out of the side of the roof and stuff so you don't really it's hard to find one but sometimes you can find some of the antiquitech on top of the buildings and they look like what we've been instructed as a virus like the, the what a virus looks like the long thing with the legs and, and the, how we were taught in school what a virus looks like that's actually what was on the ends of each, each person's house to gather free energy so it's, it's what they do right there you you think it's evil, so you won't mess with it. So it's like they use scare tactics, man. No, all it the, is, but there's there's free energy everywhere, and the, on all those gilded age mansions, receptors and shit. From what I understand, they had like magneto leviton trains, or at least had train systems. And yeah, they found them in Indiana, very, very Indiana. Maglev trains, crazy, right? Yeah, escalators that went down entire streets. It would be like the streets of New York City. The sidewalks move like escalators. I mean, this this yeah. is like all it's impressive. There's actual film of this too, by the way. There's motion picture that exists of these entire streets and sidewalks that are like escalators. They don't even have that today. I mean, think about Say that. Say it again. They know, like they have these escalators that go down the whole sidewalk. Um, for like a mile yeah dude moving moving sidewalks moving sidewalks man yeah that's so crazy i mean i saw one of those in an airport once but that but that's about uh as far as it goes you know and there i mean this stuff's on video they actually have it i want to give a shout out to the mods in the chat on youtube the show airs live monday through friday um 7 p.m eastern 6 central 4 pacific and then it archives to all the podcast platforms if you're listening on an apple device please download the apple Podcasts uh app and get the show on there follow it uh rate the show five stars of course and comment uh to help the algorithms with the show uh everybody do that on 
Apple Podcasts. Search The Shepherd Ambella Show. Also, don't forget to support the show. You can donate or get the gas pill. The link's in the description. I suggest you get it. People are trying it. It's impressive. It's working. And uh, also, voiceover, talk about the Joe Cell a little bit because, you know, there's different ways that people don't realize, like these um, battery-powered cars and whatnot. They're... I mean, they're being charged with electric electricity, but a lot of electricity comes from coal-fired or diesel-generated power plants, and yeah. then and then they're charging yeah. them. So it's like a double whammy. What what can people do mm-hmm. to uh, you know get their car set up uh, with these Joe cells and whatnot? Like, what's involved with that? Uh, the, you mean the hydrogen? You mean the uh, you mean the hydrogen fuel cell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just takes two minutes. Just you can you go to my you can go to my YouTube channel. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a video up there, but um, I'll, I'll post it up in a little while. It's it's gonna be it's a video. Of, I, it's about the, the hydrogen fuel cell, and a, and a friend of mine did it with just two really shoddy bottles. He was just trying to get it working, and, and he actually got it to work. But um, the 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 way to do it is just with distilled water, and and it's an on-demand system. You know. And it splits the hydrogen so, right out of the water, right? No, no. What you're doing is you're just tickling, you're just tickling the, uh, the distilled water and baking soda with uh, 12 volts or more electricity on a switch, and have it piped into your um, intake, and just have it on demand if you want to. And it and it just takes the gases into the intake, and it, and it combusts, and it gives you 100% combustion in each in each cylinder. It took a hold on, wait, let me finish. It takes your car from. So you have like a 210 mile, 220 mile tank. It takes that it takes that car from that to about 800 miles. Oh really? That's uh-huh. pretty. Uh, that that's like this a just great an range. System. It's just an on-demand system, an add-on system. It's not a standalone. Like this is all you use is water. This is a simple mason jar, double mason jar thing. One for your wet bottle, one for a collector, and then pipe it into your into your pipe it down. You know what I'm saying? And into your um, intake, and then have a switch and just turn it on. It'll, it'll suck it up the gases and it'll be rocking and rolling. Heck yeah, man. Uh, you know, that sounds fun too, to, to have a project like that. Um, you know, and get that going. It's really, really easy. It really is because, um, what I suggest everybody doing is get a, get a lead off the, the alternator, which is 13 plus volts. And if you get a lead off the alternator, then you, you're able to, um, Take a little. You're able to tickle the the the, the uh, distilled water a little bit even more and create more gas, and so you get you just get more bang for your buck, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Take it off so the, the front gas. side of the alternator because it yeah. generates more before. Well, you, don't, you don't you don't take anything off the alternator. You just jump off the alternator one that goes back to the battery. The line side just, of the alternator. Jump off that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that way it's thirteen point seven volt. Yeah, right directly off that, that load so. side. You got everybody's got to do this, man. If everybody just does this, um, you can, you can literally, we can literally just walk away from the oil, the gas companies because you don't need gas with this, with this hydrogen fuel cell. You just need distilled water. So get yourself a teapot, boil water. And as it steams, let it steam up and make the whistle. Just have a pipe system to catch it and, and let it catch and become water again. Yeah. That's a, a lot of people don't realize too. Like there's steam power, you know, you could have like a big magnifying glass, uh, heating up like a, um, big uh cylinder of water and that creates steam in like a closed loop system and it can power something there's wind generation i mean there's just so much uh you can do but we're, we're just talking about automobile right now because that's the, that's a crucial point right now is getting everybody around for affordably you know 
Yeah, right. Because everything's like, even like solar, especially like when it first came out, it's it's just like unreal. Uh, it's inefficient, man. It's inefficient. Oh, yeah. Solar just sucks. You have to have all the batteries and you have to have all that extra. You know? You have to have all that extra stuff. A battery wall. You have to have a... Um, you have to have an inverter. You have to have all this. It's very, very expensive to do. And, you know, you don't, you don't gather as much electricity as you think. So what I, what I created is a, um, I created the hydrogen fuel cell. I run my generators on that or I run my generator on a flywheel. So, like, I don't really – I'm trying to stay away from getting gas. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I do, mean, do you think there's any, any danger into uh, talking about this kind of technology, voiceover guy? Because sometimes you know, I get if anybody comes to my house. Okay. I'm a US Marine combat veteran, man. If anybody comes to my True. house, I'm yeah. calling you. <laughs> yeah, you're set up to defend yourself for sure. Sometimes when I yeah, hear but these I, I understand where you're coming from because we mm-hmm. we lost that dude in Buffalo, and and he was the one that developed a standalone system. Three other guys, except for the main dude. The main dude was just out and loud, out and loud about it. He wasn't secretive, you know. Since so they can't bump him. The off, guy so. in Buffalo, That's, he was the security guard, right? Yeah, he was a former police officer. Former police officer. And he retired, and you know, on his pension, he's he's developed this, this fuel car, and he, and this water this water car. It's really simple to do. You just you just take the you, when you buy a brand new vehicle, you drop the gas tank and buy get a new one because it has fuel in it. You just take that gas, the fresh gas tank, and you'll 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 take where the sending unit is. You can put the you put your shocking diode right there and just fill the whole thing up, the new one with distilled water, you know. And so you'll you'll you could drive coast to coast on that, and that's what that guy did. Wow. That's so. Yeah, you drive coast so to coast on hydrogen, man. That's pretty neat, you know. Like, especially, but then it makes you wonder, like, what they're going to start charging for water. That's all. Like in California, the water is outrageous. But, it's, it's distilled, but it's, it's still, it's it's distilled though. So if you can just go get water from. You just get water wherever you need to. You just it's distilled. You're just making you're just making new water because you you know you don't want the you want the you don't want the minerals and stuff inside there. So like right. water's water's no it's no big deal. I mean, because when you when you run the car on water, you create. It's no a renewable resource, water vapor. right? It's a re- it renews itself because it goes back. Yeah, and so if we get a bunch of people in the same area running their car, we might get a, a rain shower or something. That's crazy, huh? So you could actually yeah, breathe. But I, don't, I don't think you know, I don't think he's wrong with a rain shower. Do you? A little green, green yeah, grass, yeah. You know? Breathe it and get get a shower uh, from it during the day in a city filled with uh, hydrogen cars. That'd be pretty yeah, wild. man, and they're not volatile. They're not going to blow up like a bomb. It's impossible. It's preposterous to say that because it's it's not it's not it's not like that. And plus, you know, you know me, man. I don't know if you how you feel about it. But nuclear weapons are not real anyway. But but um, there's no hydrogen bomb and driving around with a hydrogen bomb and stuff like that. It's not, it's not talk, even like that. Talk man. a little bit about it's the very you, simple you, device and it works great. You believe that nuclear weapons aren't real. A lot of people have heard this uh, conspiracy. If they're not into it, they might be laughing or chuckling. Uh, can can you run through a couple of bullet points? Like why do you believe that? And and um, you know what's some of the evidence of that? Well, my, my, my uncle worked at, my uncle worked at White Sands and New Mexico and he worked over there and he said that, the, he said that, he said that none of that, none of that adds up about, about the bomb itself. Cause fission, what's, what's nuclear fusion vision? It, how can you get, how can you have that happen? How can you create that inside the system like that? It's, it's impossible. That's what he said. And then you look at the, the battle scars at um, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, a lot of major buildings were still standing. Of course, all the rice huts and everything were, were falling down, but this is an aerial burst of a large bomb. It should have, leveled everything but it didn't it didn't level all the big big buildings so 
a lot of people that, you know, live that were just that standing shirt. behind like uh they were standing behind like block walls they lived um did, you know it makes you wonder so what do you think they did drop a uh like a neutron bomb or something that direct, direct energy weapon direct energy weapon direct energy weapon now um that they were trying uh, to get the starboards but they missed them you know, uh, there's been talk that they have space-based weapon platforms. They also have, like, voice-to-God weapons, which... Japan? Well, no, just uh, different uh, countries in general. What, uh, did you, um, when yeah, you Japan's were over... Japan's got two starports perfectly intact. That's a problem. That's, a, that's an interesting thing, though, man. And there's some in Florida, too, right? Oh, yeah, they're everywhere, but the ones in Japan are in pristine condition. However, everything's in restricted area. Can't really go around and everything, but... From what I understand, that's what we were really trying to bomb and get rid of for those because you can't they can't answer any questions about those. There's people ask where did this come from? They don't know. Nobody oh. knows. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it, like kind of like a cover up. They were trying to hit those. Um, do, most what? of the war, most of the World War One, World War Two, was to destroy old antiquity. Well, see, I believe I believe that because so you know if they were going around burning down cities and and destroying things and uh, you know claiming they because they did this with the world's fairs too, right? Didn't they um, claim they built them like in one year or something and then they like tore them down, which is totally bizarre because Dude, six months in in some cases, bro. Well, they looked like full-on cities. Like, uh, I mean, like, I'm talking like they came out of, like, Greece or something with those big columns and all that. Tall glass structures. You know, just impossible structures for, you know, 1,500, 1,600 men to build in in a short amount of time. And where did they get all these perfect materials and find them and and have it there? It's just, it's impossible. So uh, you're, you know, you're probably thinking what I'm thinking, like they they went around and, and were dismantling them. And, and I guess they had like a farewell uh, party in these, um, you know, in these um, world's fairs or something. And then like cataloged all the information and like hid it away, tucked it away and erased the history. Uh, they had these uh, incubators in one World's Fair where yep. they were selling ten, oh, multiple, tens multiple, of th- yeah, tens of thousands of human babies. Uh, they were trafficking out of these world's fairs because there was no population at the time. It appears, I mean, they'll tell you another story. There's another story in history, but these uh, children were shipped all over. You see them working on this industrial equipment. You're looking, uh, you know, you're looking at them using these huge machines. Nothing makes sense. Again, huge machines. Um, yeah, nothing makes sense. You know, it's like Charlie and the nothing Chocolate Factory. Like, 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 hey. Nothing makes sense exactly like with the, with the um, Stanford University mausoleum. The founders, of, apparently, the founders, of course, but none of them were born before 1850. Oh, really? We still got open lines two zero five eight four three seven four three seven two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. If you want to talk antiquitech or anything like that, the sounds in the sky. Uh, um pretty you know uh space and nasa i know uh you know you're not a uh CGI. Fan of, yeah cgi you're not a fan of nasa they get like 53 million dollars a day or something to uh 23 billion a year 
Yeah, I mean, that that's an uh, astronomical amount. And I trip yeah. out on how they build these uh, lunar landers and shit. It looks like they're just using like tin foil, uh, some random yeah. shit that they get. I mean, they... I mean, it's like, okay, if you're getting like a, a $50 million a day budget, at least use like something other than tinfoil. You know what I'm saying? How about, how about, how about the, how about the SR-71 Blackbird? Well, right? built in 50, built in 55. That thing looks a, like a brick shithouse, right? What's that? I said it looks like a brick shithouse, but I know it's, I know it's like real flimsy, but it's. It's impressive, right? The SR seventy one Blackbird or the or the lunar 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 lander. Oh no, the the, the Blackbird, not the lunar module. Oh, no, the Blackbird's oh, amazing. The Blackbird is an amazing feat of of uh, engineering engineering uh, excellencies made of titanium and all the all this crazy stuff because it's about to go to the most craziest hmm. place imaginable. It's going to go really fast and really high and really hot, right? So they make exactly. it of titanium. So that was for thirty four billion dollars. And so 10 years later, they build the lunar lander for $64 billion or something like that. Oh, and it's yeah. made of tinfoil and shower curtain rods and, Crazy. and, and looks, like, looks Look, like trash. Looks like we got a couple of colors in And it's going to go queue. to the most scariest place imaginable. Let's the go scariest to a place. How do they not see any stars? How do they not get hit by stars? How do they not get hit uh, by a satellite? Uh, uh, let's what the go, hell? Voice, let's go to a couple callers because we only got like six, seven, eight minutes left. Deborah, yeah, man, I'll let you run. Deborah, uh, what do you want to talk about? You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Good. Can you can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about the World Fair thing. When sure. I was a kid, my mom took us to see the World Fair. It was the strangest thing, and the vibes in the place was crazy. We yeah, were you... afraid of the exhibits. We were actually afraid of them. Can you tell us about you it? Like what? Nowhere, and that's the ones in the 1800s. That's what we're talking about. Can, the ones can, in the 1800s were weird. Can you tell us about just the one you you went to, just so we get a feel for, for what yeah, you... Yeah, they, they had exhibits of uh, so-called dinosaurs and... Uh, all those dinosaurs, and they also had the modern, the the, the modern uh, uh, exhibit where they had microwaves and and statues, and that were you went through this dark tunnel, and on the sides of you it was something like a Disney World, you know, mm-hmm. and you went through this tunnel and you saw different things that are uh, now exist now, they exist now, they didn't exist then, like microwave ovens. And uh, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, uh, computers—they were on display at the World Fair, and they tore it down six months. The tickets were so expensive; thousands and thousands of people was packed, and you had to see the exhibit within the six-month period, I believe, and then they tore it down. That's amazing. What That's year was fascinating. that? I don't know. I, 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 it's the '60s. I know it was the '60s. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, the sixties. Right. Well, the that is uh, strange. Really. That is that really is strange, Deborah. Um, what uh, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think they were hiding technology and destroying it and, and tucking it away, and it was already a pre-existing from another civilization? What yes. are your? It's, there's no way. They had to be. It had to be. There's no way in the world that, and then, I mean, they kept it away for years. And then the microwave came out, what, 30 years, 40 years later? After that, what was it? I was, I was 10, 11, 12, 13. That's crazy. And believe me. That's Sounds really crazy. weird. And the fact that uh, 
the New Yorkers was trying, they put out a petition to, to have it not torn down, but they tore it down anyway. Now, did can you describe the oh, building? Like, like the, uh, did the building like look? San Francisco, the Palace of Fine Arts. Did the building look impressive that it was in the the place that they had it? And uh, were you wondering why they tore it down? I have no idea. It was it was weird. I mean, and everything was top, you know, high level. You know, I, I, it was weird. It was so weird, and we talk about it. Me and my sisters talk about it a lot how weird that was that is that's strange i'm glad you called in anything else deborah no another show i want you to talk about the firmament and the sounds in the sky we'll do that we'll do that yeah the firmament the firmament hell yeah all right okay i want to talk about that and 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 we can talk about that movie i forget the name of it where he goes up to the firmament Mm -hmm. oh Oh, yeah uh, uh augustus augustus picard Right. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, Deborah. Thank you, thank you. I love you. I love you, Joe. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks, Deborah. We appreciate hey, the but call. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? That that that's uh, fascinating. What she was telling us about the World's Fair. Um, I mean, that's right yeah, along that's right stuff, along dude. the lines of what we're talking about. Yeah, like 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 it's like really, you know? Um, wow. You know, um, yeah, we'll have to do a show on the firmament on um, NASA on the flat Earth. Are you getting on, a lot of? Are you getting a lot of? Are you getting a lot of flack in the in the in the comments right now or something? No, uh, not really. Like everyone's pretty much down with it, but I'm. Um, they're running yeah, operations. Looks pretty good. They're running operations. Looks pretty good in the comments on us uh, in other ways. You know, they're so what? they're running operations on us in other ways. You know, um, it seems uh, yeah, like. Yeah, 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 I guess so. But, and which reminds me, everyone, uh, you know, we got to keep the lights on over here. Uh, so support the show. There's ways you can support it. The links are in the description. Um, also, check out ReverseFX.com. There's a 40% off sale. And if you use promo code SHEP10, you actually will get another 10% off and you'll get 50% off right now. ReverseFX.com, the best immune support out there. Use promo code SHEP10. Uh, voiceover, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, come on anytime. Hey, yeah, no problem, boss. I enjoyed myself, man. Thanks very much, dude. Yeah, we had fun. You know, come on anytime, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Hey, Bethany. Yeah, voiceover. You got to take a look at it, and we're putting you on the news. And anytime anybody tells you, don't worry about it, hey, don't worry about it, you say, hey, you shut your mouth, though. What's your problem? Don't forget to get my album Gang Stalker 2.0. Search it on Spotify. <laughs>